66, 19, and 20. But verily God hath heard me, he hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. We as needy people can take courage over the fact our Lord himself had great compassion for people like us, who are merely trying to get enough strength and courage each day to live through it with some degree of victory. He healed the sick, consoled the comfortless, and gave peace of mind to the mentally confused. Some of those people went a long way with him until, after his resurrection, they became spiritual giants and almost completely lost themselves in him. But there were not too many of those giants then. Like most of us, they had to start sometimes over and over again at the beginning of their spiritual walk. Coming to the Lord with our needs and our weaknesses is what we need to do. If you belong with us in this group, I hope that this series may be helpful. We need to try to practice what we hear. The strength that comes from making this great contact through prayer is something that we can't prove by debate, by formula, or logical reasoning. We have to demonstrate the power of prayer by practicing certain exercises over a period of time. We begin to work at it on the premise that it is true, that prayer really works. That is why we try out a new car, a washing machine, or an education. We want a demonstration. We will never know if prayer works until we have honestly experimented with our minds. That is all the Bible asks us to do, to try out these spiritual laws. Psalm 34, 1-8 I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all of his troubles. Or I could personalize that and say, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard me, and saved me out of all my troubles. Verse 7, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. And then verse 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. The Lord asks us to taste and see how gracious he is. Our Lord tells people to test the fruits of a theory or a philosophy. Time and again he takes the attitude that if a tree doesn't bear fruit, we are to chop it down. Be done with it if it proves useless. We are better off without it. That seems hard, but it is fair. So prayer is not a duty that a Christian should struggle to perform, like doing the dishes or washing a car, but it is a great privilege that we cannot get along without. You say we can get along without it? Well, let's just wait and see as we plow through this deep dive on the subject of prayer. We realize that the objective of the Christian way is the unselfish worship and love of the Almighty God. However, we must begin with people where we find them. Isn't that what the Lord did? He began by healing our minds and our bodies. Even some of his first disciples were selfish enough to follow him for what they thought they could get out of him. That is, until after the resurrection. So let's be frank enough to admit that in the first instance, our approach to the Lord is often just 
for our needs is often just to meet a need. Our first approaches in prayer, our first attempts in our prayer life are often just to meet a need. Of course, there are many ways to find the great power. No one has a patent formula for getting God's ear. No one person has a private line to the Almighty. Neither has anyone a final monopoly. Throughout history, find just about every tribe or nation that has ever been on earth has had some sort of system of prayer. Man has an, a need to pray, a need to pray to something. But there is only one something that man can truly pray to, and that is the Lord. So Christian prayer is the prayer we're looking into. And to be a Christian, we need to have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. We need to have repented of that sin, turned from that sin, and turned to God. And invited him into our heart. And accept him as our Savior. Accept the work that he completed on the cross to save us from our sins. So Christ is the door through which we reach God. Jesus is God's Son. He came to earth to show us the way to solve our problems. Once and for all. 1 Timothy 2, 3-6 says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who have all men to be saved, and they come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all, to be testified in due time. So there is one God, and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus is the door through which we reach God. If we have not, you need to accept him as your Savior, as your hope, as your leader in every aspect of your life. Try him, prove him, taste and see him, as the psalmist says. If the fruits are forthcoming and you like them, you will never stop praying. You and I will then perhaps learn the highest art of prayer, which is unselfish worship. Before we go any further, some of you may ask, why should we pray? That is a good question. First, let us approach it from the point of view of supplying our needs. Some say prayer is for the weak, for the people who cannot stand on their own feet. I am quite inclined to agree with that. Prayer is for the weak. For who is strong? Who can get along entirely by himself or without any outside help? If you scrape away all the false front and bluster about people, if you really get down deep inside them and know their weaknesses, their lies, their failings, their tempers, their fears, and their true past, how many strong and self-sufficient men do you think you'll really find? I have never yet known a man, that is, known him as he really is on the inside, who was fully self-sufficient. We're all weak. We're all needy. Each person has needed something outside of himself upon which he could depend upon. Some of these dependencies or props were good, but if they were anything less than God, they would eventually pass away. So then what? Whom or what do you lean on? Do you lean on your job? What if you lose your job? Do you lean on your family? Suppose we lose them by an accident. Do you lean on your stocks, your wealth? Suppose they go up in a next stock market crash. Do you lean on your savings account? Suppose we have another great recession or depression. Do you lean on your physical prowess, your physical ability? Suppose you become disabled. Do you lean on, perhaps, alcohol? Well, that doesn't really help you much at all, does it? Where are you when the things you live by and live for are wiped out without warning? Where are you? Do you lean on outside things that keep you from having a nervous breakdown? 
Do you have to be entertained constantly so you won't think about the things that are disagreeable to you? Or about the people you hate? Or upon whom you want revenge? Do you have to take sleeping pills possibly every night just because you're so restless and worried? Do you depend on them? Look at the way people are becoming more and more dependent on drugs and alcohol as means of escape from themselves. We have constant problems, and we may depend either on good things and good people, or on bad things and bad people, or on both for help. But good or bad, they may be taken away from us at any moment. Then where shall we be? Prayer is for the weak, because man is weak. That is why we can't get along without it, and why we are spending so much time studying it and attempting to practice it. And what will prayer do? It is too enormous to describe. We can offer a few hints. It will give you security in things that really matter. Not in the things you think that matter, but that really matter. It will give you energy with which to do things you could not do before. It will give you wisdom and knowledge that you cannot get from books. It will give you common sense. It gets you the answer from the sources beyond your ability of reason. It will give you peace. It will give you calm. It will give you confidence. It can give you a sense of humor and joy in living that you cannot know otherwise. Psalm 86, 6-7 Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Finally, prayer will make you unselfish. If you want to go further in the search, then let's study prayer and put into practice what we learn. Now this series will feature teaching, some commentary, just some talks like this one, many illustrations of answered prayer. Let's take time to practice what we learn. If it's a blessing to you, please share it with others.